Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bang. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Dan Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here, youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're on the YouTube. If you're listening to us in the audio realm, please leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It goes a long way towards helping grow Going In Raw. Uh, and uh, you can get, what was the other thing that I was going to say? You got the that and then that. Oh, Friendo Club TV. That's there right. We have bonus content. If you like going in raw, we've got Friendo Club TV. Uh, it's great. Uh, and there are three ways you can access Friendo Club TV. You could do it on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson by throwing us a sub. Any sub will do. You can do it by going to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. $5 a month gets you five bonus episodes of Friendo Club TV every single month. I'm sorry, week. And uh, 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 also on the YouTube, click join. All you got to do is click on join, and then you too can get uh, access to bonus episode, including Vintage 10 for the Wins. Want to give a shout out to a couple new patrons here. Uh, Barracuda. Barracoda and Matthew Grote. Thank you very much. Thank you and thank you. Thank you very much. We definitely appreciate it. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, good stuff. Anyways. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. Mm. What is that? (laughs) There's just a little text thing up at the corner of our screen that says Friend No Club TV. In the corner? I'm just going to delete that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, where are you pointing to? Now, where are you pointing? It was there. I just got rid of it. I don't oh. know why that was there. Yeah, anyway. like really small, a really small uh, font size is flash. So it's almost like subliminal. Well, the little sponsor card thing that I had like disappeared. It was working all throughout our like opening banter. It's very then, strange. And then it just like disappeared. I don't know what happened to it. Really weird. Yeah, really weird. It's weird, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Things might just pop up or not. I don't know. I mean, we don't really know how to do most of the stuff that we no, do. No, we don't. We do not. Anyways. So. Uh, so uh, let's hop into this, man. AEW Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, Road to Fighter Fest. You got uh, that right. And we, they set up some new matches uh, for Fighter Fest. And uh, we also got, probably most importantly, uh, the first in ring match with uh, what's their faces? FTR. 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 Uh, they took one. on the Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, it was a good match. It was a cool match. I think that what we're sort of learning is, oh, there. I think it's down. Is it down there? <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, there it is. I found it. Yay. Um, I think what we're kind of learning is, and it's not a big deal. It's cool. If Fatur is happier now, if, if Dax and Cash are happier now, if FTR are happier now, then that's mm-hmm. good, man. They feel free to do what they can do. Not going to be a huge variation in what they're in their wrestling 
No, I'm pretty sure I, I, I heard the word say yeah in their new theme, too. Okay, I couldn't hear anything of their new theme. Like, there, it was sort of drowned out. Like, they don't so, pump... It's like they don't pump the actual track in through, like, just... It, it, it sounds a lot like their previous is. one, but subdued. Yeah. So, instead of, you know, instead of the, the dude basically barking, say yeah, yeah, we go hard, it's like uh, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top <laughs> doing the vocals. Yeah. Say, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's like a really process say yeah to kick things off you, maybe i'm hearing you things really think points. it says say yeah that's interesting i thought so at least yeah wow. there's at least a yeah in there okay yeah no asian murray here in chat says all i heard was say yeah and it was the beginning okay good i'm not imagining things all right well there you go uh yeah i mean that is one thing i'll, I'll be honest that is one thing that i i thought that them walking out to that say yeah and they had such a swagger about them that now rolling up in an old American graffiti truck and getting out of that, and they got these big floppy jackets on. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't as cool, man. <laughs> Someone needs to change their name to Bob Falfa. <laughs> Even Bob Falfa wouldn't wear a big floppy jacket like that. They had like the old school jackets back in WWE. They need the old school jackets back, man. Those look. Those look really cool. Yeah, I know. They're just. They're. They're doing too much. Just keep the details. What they were, just trade out the name Revival for FTR, and you're good. So what? what's some other names for American Graffiti? Of course, F and FTR stand for Falfa. Falfa <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Top Racer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Milner. Well, it's Milner and Falfa. John Milner. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Terry the Toad. Terry the Toad. All right, there's your T. There. Yeah. Uh, Falfa Terry. Uh-huh. And then, uh, I forget. I, I know Candy Clark, the actress, was in it, but I don't remember her name. All right. Well, carry on. Carry on, Karen. I'll, right. I'll, I'll see if I can work this all out. Yeah, Ron Howard is in it. I forget Ron Howard's name, though, uh, in, in the movie. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, we got their first match against Butcher and the Blade. And, uh, and yeah, like you said, it was a fun one. They hit their, uh, what did, oh, they called it uh, something the Express. Goodbye. Goodnight Express. Good, yeah, the Goodnight Express. Uh, that would you know they they changed the name of what was it before? Shatter Machine. The Shatter Machine to the Goodnight Express, but then they also had they did that finish, but then they also had a new finish, right? Didn't yeah, the, the Mindbreaker. Yeah, so that was cool. Spike um, Pile Driver with a Cash Wheeler jumping off the second rope. Of yeah, of course, because that's sort of like you know like the Young Bucks do something similar with like the the Meltzer Driver, Meltzer yeah. Driver, or uh, Indie Taker, Indie Taker. Uh, and then, of course, speaking of the Young Bucks, of course, after that match, uh, they were confronted by the Young Bucks. So, obviously, at Fighter Fest, I'm sure we're going to get a match between these guys. I would hope they'd save that for All Out, man. That's a match you could sell. Like, Why not do it all? Do them do all. Do them all. I don't know. Do like an eight-man tag match. Have uh, FTR and I don't know, a couple other people mm-hmm. against uh, Young Bucks and then, like, Kenny and, and, and Paige. And you get all the dynamics going there. Well, what if they're forced into an alliance before they, like, because, you know, tonight we saw the Butcher and the Blade. They weren't going down without, you know, a fight. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. lost the match. But then when the Young Bucks came out and they did their little introduction, uh, they were attacked again. Uh, So maybe it could be an eight-man tag, but it'll be the Young Bucks and Fatur versus Butcher and Blade. It could be Butcher and the Blade and then uh, Kip Sabian and uh, Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Gosh, man. Wow. Excuse That's, me. You get sausage and, and, and ground beef all in the well, same I mean, mix there, dude. This too. And then got... <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh so but no, I thought it I thought it was fun. I thought the main event was a lot of fun. Uh and uh yeah, so I don't know. I guess we'll just we'll just hop right into it, right? Yeah, so it kicked off with a preview of the show. Chris Jericho comes out, joins commentary. He was fun as usual. Oh, he's great. Um and the the, the show kicked off properly with Butcher the Blade versus FTR. We already mentioned they roll up in the same old school truck they had last week. 95% sure Say Yeah kicks off their theme song. It's like the WWE theme as if uh, ZZ Top did it, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Uh, we get a quick, couple quick shots in the crowd. You see Arn and Tully in the crowd taking notes and like five rows back of Arn, who's behind Tully. You have Sean Spears sitting up there like shooting eye lasers at Tully, basically. Yeah. Why was that? Is it because he wanted a partner and Tully got him a, a, a glove? Like, not no, even two gloves, one glove? With, with no fingers on it either. 
Now, of course, ever since that happened, a lot of friendos have reached out and have been like, hey, the one single glove with no fingers has been tried and true thing in the NWA. It was like a Barry Windham thing. Barry Windham had it. uh, DiBiase had it, I guess, for a while. Yeah. Uh, And I was thinking, well, because somebody showed us like a magazine cover with DiBiase with the glove. And I was like, wait, what if uh, his son would still want to wrestle? I don't know Mm -hmm. if he still wants to wrestle, but obviously he's got a link with Cody because they were legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I was thinking maybe that. Uh, But I don't know. It just seems like he's like sad, lonely guy now. I know. He's not even sitting next to Tully. That makes him look like kind of an asshole, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're a bit estranged, apparently. (laughs) He had sad dog eyes. He did. Uh, then you have uh, Jake and Lance Archer mm-hmm. sitting in the crowd too, just taking in the show. What's the Why best? Not? So what's the best? So out of the guys that you sort of mentioned, or anybody else on the roster, look, man, FTR they got to be in a faction of some sort, in some sort of four horsemen esque faction. What combination of guys would you put with them uh, in AEW? Well, Cody fashions himself a, a throwback, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I got to put Cody in there. You think so? Okay. Yeah, but Cody, Cody leading Sha- a faction over Sean Spears. No Sean Spears there. Cody's part of the elite. You already yeah. got the young bucks there. No, I mean they can have he can have falling out the elite because he's he's TNT title guy now. So he's, he's also a nightmare out. family. He's in like a couple. Yeah, different he's things. got he's got a lot of things going he's on. He's just Mister AEW. Pretty much. How about uh MJF Wardlow and uh FTR? All right, sure. Managed by uh, Tully. Need a manager. He, t- Tully ditches Sean Spears. That seems to be on Everybody the has a manager. They all need managers, man. Why are they bringing all these old guys? They got to do something with them. guess so. I think because Cody enjoys their work. That's why they bring in all the old guys. <laughs> what did Jericho call? What did Jericho call the Arn's playbook of Waffle House menu? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Because, you know what, because Mark, tonight in the main event, Mark Quinn came from the uh, the top, and he yeah. splashed him on the on the ramp or whatever it Yeah, is. that was great. And then Arn, like, you know, winced when he saw that, and then he grabbed his side like this. It was yeah. a small visual cue that I noticed, and I was like, <laughs> I wonder if he went to Waffle House before. And He's got some sit- heartburn. He's got some heartburn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, let's run this thing down. Man. Yeah, let's go to the finish here. So uh, uh, FTR hits uh, what was formerly known as Shatter Machine. Now, Goodnight Express. You think that's it? Hit on the on Butcher. However, Butcher's not the legal man uh, of Butcher and Blade. And then they hit Mindbreaker, which is a spike pile driver with Cash Wheeler jumping off the second rope. I believe it's kind of add a little more oomph to it. Mm-hmm. That's how they get the win. But all all in all, so it was a really fun match. Can I tell you uh, my my only sort of. I was texting with our friendo Mikey Omega tonight from the mm-hmm. Friendoverse. Mm-hmm. My only thing about this match, I understand that FTR is a big deal. I get that, dude. Butcher and the Blade. If you if you're if you're an alien, right? If or if you're just like brand new to AEW, and you see, yeah, I know the, I know the question you're gonna ask, but carry on. Yeah, you see Butcher and the Blade next to each other, right? And you see FTR next to each other. Who and and on top of that, like the re- it's not like it's not like Butcher and the Blade don't know how to wrestle. Like they're good wrestlers. Yeah, yeah they are. Who do you think should get the the, the, the push there? Like, who who are you looking at? I mean, it, it, the the eye test, I'd give the edge to Butcher and the Blade. Obviously, by like their packaging far. is great. Far, yeah, by far, they look yeah. like a million bucks. Like, why aren't they doing more with these guys? They I mean, they job got they like got it's crazy. They got XLAX on the roster, and they haven't they haven't sniffed a, a tag title shot. They in haven't months. done anything with those guys. Same yeah. with Lucha Brothers. I mean, at least the excuse for them is they're, like, gone a lot. Yeah, I know. But even before that. They didn't do a whole lot with them, huh? I mean, it was just, it was just like, right before pandemic, they started a Death Triangle. So yeah. like, oh, they're finally going to do something with them. Yeah. Anyways, after FTR's win, uh, Tony Schiavone gets in the ring to interview him. Uh, Dax calls AEW the pinnacle of wrestling and of tag team wrestling. This brings out the Young Bucks. And they're like, hey, we're not here to, out here to try to be rude. We just want to congratulate you. Uh, and say thank you for helping us out of the jam last week with Butcher and the Blade. And the match's like, yeah, but you didn't introduce yourself. You didn't introduce yourself. So here we go. Let's do it right now. Hi, I'm Matt Jackson. This is my Hi, brother, Matt. Nick. Hi, Matt. Hi, Nick. Uh, and uh, say, we've been carrying tag team wrestling for the last decade and a half. Uh, we're the best tag team in AEW. Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Before FTR could say a word, Butcher and the Blade attack. Uh, FTR fend them off. Uh, Jimmy Havoc, Kip Sabian in as well. Brawl breaking out. Uh, Kenny, 
and Hangman Page. Page has got a drink. Dude, did you see that shirt Hangman Something was else, wearing? Man. Oh Something my else. god, it was beautiful. Something else, man. Anyways, heels run off, uh, face of Stan the ring. Not comfortably, though. There's a little bickering it felt like going on. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting that FTR was working this, this match more or less, more or less as the face team. They didn't do, because they're so brilliant at the, like, the little heel details, the yeah, heel tactics in the course of their match. Yeah. I imagine it's a situation where, you know, they say, hey, we follow the rules, we respect the rules of tag team wrestling, something that AEW has been criticized mm-hmm. uh, uh, for, that when they eventually do have their match against the Young Bucks, they're going to try to cheat yeah, dude, it Left could just right. be the kind of thing. Like, I know they're not. There's not a crowd right now, and and honestly, like, I do feel bad because AEW, uh, I think more than WWE, you know, they're at the point now where I mean, we are six, seven, eight months in, and you're seeing guys from WWE come over. Like, you see FTR. This is like the first big thing to come over, and this moment between FTR and Young Bucks. Uh, that's like well, like since you know the beginning of the company, anyway. It's like well, also when Brody Lee came over too, you know. Yeah, but they're a much bigger deal than Brody Lee. Uh, I mean, this is something that the Young Bucks have been yeah. Yeah. like no, building to. They weren't starting totally. a feud with Brody Lee on being the lead. They were starting a feud with the Revival on being. Yeah, I understand the that. I understand and so, like, they show up. That needs to be in front of a crowd. Yeah, like, ideally, and it can't be obviously, and they're not going to nope. wait for it. But nope. that moment where uh, Matt, you know, says, "My name is Matt Jackson," like he gave he gave it that extra delivery, that extra stank in the delivery that's meant for a crowd to be there. And instead, mm-hmm. you got like fifty people ringside. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you know, I just sort of feel for it. But yeah, it was. It, I, I imagine said. we're going to bring you guys in. You're going to get the face pop regardless because you're here now, and people are excited about this. Like you said, when they get to the match, they're gonna—they're probably gonna transition. They're, they're, yeah, they're gonna—they're gonna be FTR. Um, I will say this: I feel like the the crowd responses to stuff in AEW, by and large, feels more organic than in NXT or WWE's product. Yeah, but it's not—it's not even close to being. No, it's not the same to like a real be. crowd. Yeah, I know. I understand it, that. Even even the brawl organic. at the end just felt like a, and the tag team brawl it just felt like a felt like rehearsals. It felt like we were watching rehearsals. Yeah, yeah no. So uh, after that, we had this is hilarious. Uh, the Natural Nightmares had an interview. Now, if you don't know who they are, I wouldn't blame you. It's uh, Dustin and uh, QT Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. they've got a third wheel problem, Larson. Well, uh, fourth wheel, actually, because Brandy's their uh, manager. Yeah, but is it considered a wheel if they're not romantically involved? I don't know if that's considered a wheel. Why are they I so haven't... hostile towards Allie? Because I guess uh, they feel like that. Well, I mean, last time we saw her, she was with Butcher and the Blade. We don't know what's happened in the interim. Uh, obviously, they don't trust her. Uh, QT is fond of her, so you'd think that at least they give that a chance. You right. know? Yeah. They'd give that a chance, and you know, and, and if she and if she if she betrays them, so be it. Why would she but betray them? T- like, what reason would they have for that? Have a conversation with the girl. What does she do? I know. Not huge on this, man. QT is just trying to get some. He's trying to live his life, man. He's trying to thank you. He's trying to live his life, you know? Yeah, I don't know why Dustin's like, yeah, she can't be ringside with, with us. Hey, get your head in the game. You know, uh, 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 yeah, she's not going to be at ringside. Mm. She's Give like, Randy's like, why is she wearing, like, in front of her? Why is she wearing my family's jacket? Man, why not? That's his girl like customary anyway like the, the the letterman jacket more or less right yeah? exactly yeah. yeah yeah listen qt wants to smash so just stop if, being if, if if seeing ally makes qt happy right let him know. let him do it let him do it she's a good looking woman he's an average looking guy <laughs> jesus christ like the guy is clearly like you know what is it? Uh, kicking out of his league? Out kicking his coverage. Out kicking his coverage. Man, he might not get an opportunity like this again. 
he typically have to pay for something like that. Oh my god! After that, we got Penelope Ford, and I, I just, I just trying to crack you. Whenever I'm presented with an opportunity like this, I just try I to crack you. I know, I know. Penelope Ford and Nyla Rose versus the alien Chris Statlander and Ikawa Rashida. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is a good match. I kind of wonder. I'm not really sure exactly what it was meant to accomplish. Because like, oh wow, what Joe Juarez says on Dark Alley made QT a shirt for Dustin and Brandy to wear, and Brandy completely buried it. What kind of Kafka's nightmare is that? When they're the, supposed to be the good guys and she's the bad guy? Why mm-hmm. are they doing that? Mm-hmm. What the heck? That poor guy's what five eight at most. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Uh, Penelope, Penelope Ford shined in this match, and in fact, she ended up uh, getting the win because she done clocked Sheeta with her own little title. And, yeah, uh, yeah, she got the perfect plex for the win there. Yeah, Nyla Rose tossed the belt into the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to Ford, Ford clocked Sheeta with it. Followed the perfect. You got, you got that perfect plex win. It was a fun match. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it was, it was a cool match. Ikaru Sheet is a lot of fun to watch, man. Oh, she's fantastic. So they're they're all great. They're all great. They're all great. Anyways, all after great. that, you know who else is great? Tony Hawk. Yeah, man. Tony Hawk's a age. big name. He's just hanging out with uh, angsty teenager Darby Allen. I think Tony Hawk's one of those guys. He looks the same now he did twenty years ago. Oh, it's ridiculous. He looks amazing. He looks great. Probably mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of stress in his life, man. Mm-hmm. You know, all he does, he just skateboards. You know, I know he manages his brand probably. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's just, oh, hey, we want to make this video game with your name cool. on it. Cool. He's like the, he's like the oh, Madden it's, of uh, it's skateboarding. It's a glitch fest? Whatever. Yeah, cool. Right on. <laughs> Is it a glitch fest? Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I think that's Skate. I don't think it's Tony Hawk. No, it? Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 was a, it was a oh, huge Pro disaster. Oh, Pro Skater, okay. <laughs> I think it was 5, because I just watched an episode. Why of are all those skate games like glitch fest? I don't know, man. There's a lot of collision. There's a lot of collision you got to worry about. Yeah, I guess. Now the thing, like you just go through ramps, go through walls. Isn't it just? Of, why don't they just license Unreal Engine? Doesn't that? Isn't that supposed to be good? I mean, it's, it was. I don't know if it still is. It was popular. <laughs> Man, I watched the uh, the demo for like the latest. I think the latest Unreal Engine. Holy crap, man! It just looks like real people. Yeah, it's insane. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Oh, man. That's probably all, that's probably all scripted cutscene stuff anyways. Uh, yeah, probably. You're probably right. You know, they doll it up to make it look good. Oh, yeah. Probably oh, looks, yeah. It's probably really crap, though. Anyways. Um Anyway, so Tony uh, Tony Hawk's there with Darby Allen. Uh, Darby Allen says, "Yeah, still not medically cleared to wrestle, but whatever, whatever." And so he's trying to do a bunch. He's trying to do a skate trick off a ladder. Yeah, he keeps he keeps falling, and then he finally hits it, and that's it. It's like Dude Perfect, mm-hmm. except we don't get to see all the outtakes. I wonder if they delete all those outtakes so that nobody oh, for can Dude ever because they're like a big deal now. They have like huge endorsements. So yeah. if if anybody ever like hacks their shit and gets a hold of like the all the like the hundred thousand times that they didn't hit those shots, mm-hmm. party's over. <laughs> well, I think everybody assumes it takes multiple takes to do that. If anybody thinks that they do that perfectly the first time, Shh. ruining their party, man. You're ruining their party. I don't know if they tried if they do it a thousand times. The fact that they hit one time on some of those things, pretty impressive. Up, it's pretty damn impressive. 
So uh, Darby finally hits his trick and he uh, gives Tony Hawk a high five and he tries not to mark out too much that he just high fived Tony Hawk. Yeah, man. But you know he's marking out. I'd be surprised if they if they you know are know know each other because you think he told here. you think he told Tony that he hates Evolve. Uh, Tony's probably like, oh, uh, that's cool, man. <laughs> that's cool, man. He seems super mellow. Like <sighs> Darby was a Darby was a professional skater for a while, so he's probably you know come you know friendly with Tony Hawk. Mm. They've probably done competitions together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would think. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how tight knit the the pro skating circuit is. I have no clue. No idea. Didn't even know. I didn't realize that Darby Allen was actually a pro skater. He was a pro I guy. Thought he was. I was he? he was a pro skater. That's cool. So. Right on. Probably was. Those guys start when they're like 12, so yeah. I mean, he's yeah. like double that now. Anyways, yeah. after that, we had a Britt Baker video package. Yeah, look that up. Uh, and uh, she just talks a little bit about This is a really short one. She talks about, why am I a role model? My very existence. I'm here in AEW, and I'm a doctor. Uh, what did you find? Hugh Longheavy says he was for a bit. Yeah, so he attended film school in Arizona, dropping out to pursue a career in skateboarding. So I guess I'd assume he's professional. Okay. Tried to pursue professionally. Uh, he was a regular on ridiculousness. Oh no, really? Well, he appeared in videos with his friends. Oh, that's cool. That's okay. Well, that's better. I thought they only had the two people on there plus the Rob guy, and it plays literally on a loop. How much do you think they pay the programming director at MTV? Oh, I don't know, man. It's literally just ridiculousness on a loop yeah. on the Prime MTV channel. That is It'll bizarre. Be Twelve hours. It'd be 12 hours of ridiculousness. And then it's like Jersey Shore or some other thing. Mm-hmm. That's insane. But then they have like five other channels at least of like yeah, a variety of, of programming. Of plays uh, uh, music videos still. A couple of them actually show. Yeah. On Pluto yeah. TV, you can get a couple MTV channels that actually play music videos. It's oh, crazy. That's pretty cool. Anyways, she says uh, the roster needs a role model and she's happy to do it. But she needs respect as well. Uh, after that, we had uh, Inner Circle members Jake Hager and XLAX taking on Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. Another really fun match. Uh, this one saw uh, XLAX pick up the win. Uh, wait, is that right? Mm-mm. No, Orange Cassidy roll up Ortiz for the win. Sorry. Yeah, it was a roll up, but then they immediately attacked afterwards. So I That's mean, what it was. In the end, Orange Cassidy was left as. Blood Orange Cassidy. Blood Orange Cassidy. Even though those right. weren't actually Blood Oranges, Larson. They were not. They were not. Blood Oranges have what color uh, juice on the inside? Blood Red, baby. Red. I know that because I have had them. Oh, Blood Oranges are delicious. Mm. Oh, They're really good. Prime Citrus. What, uh, oranges or Blood Orange? Oh, I mean, they're all good, man. Is, I mean, is there any difference in the citrus level? <laughs> it tastes slightly different, maybe. <laughs> Does it? I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, they both taste like orange, but... One's different orange than the other. One's bloodier. Uh, so. Yeah, so he opened up with like a he opened him up with like a sack of oranges. No, he opened him up with the shot the head of the baseball bat. Oh, that's least, right, that's right. It was the handle. Uh, it was the handle of the baseball of bat. Floyd, yeah, Floyd, because Jericho came down after uh, Orange Cassidy rolled the Portis for the win. Uh, started dropping best friends Orange Cassidy with, with Floyd the baseball bat, and then he gets a, 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 a giant sack, huge. With some oranges in it, and he gets another uh, bag of oranges like you would pick up at the grocery they store. They said it was like a 20-pound bag. Do you think that would really hurt? Yeah. 20 pounds is nothing to, to, to But they're to oranges. Oranges are pretty, can be pretty it's dense, It's not like man. they're brand-new avocados. Yeah, those are hard, but oranges are could be dense, man. They're mm. full of juice. That could be dense. That the second time Jericho nailed uh, Cassie when Cassie was was only half paid attention, <laughs> that looked like that could have hurt. You think so? When he got him in the shoulder and the ribs, yeah, that I don't probably, know. That could have hurt. I'm sitting there thinking, that's eh, just oranges. All right, how about this? Next time you lose predictions, I'll hit you with twenty pounds. Of okay, I was going to actually suggest that we'll do the orange, the twenty pounds of orange test. All right, <laughs> just no headshots, okay? I mean, if you get twenty, first of all, I don't really think it was twenty pounds. Oh, I don't know. It looked like twenty pounds. Secondly, it was a lot of oranges. It was a lot of oranges. Secondly, uh, yeah, twenty pounds of anything you get hit with it with, with enough force, it's going to hurt. Mm, if it's spread out enough, like if you get hit with twenty pounds of pillows, well, it'd be tw- to, to fit twenty pounds of. Pi- Hold on, here's the thing: to fit twenty pounds of pillows, and, and it'd be thing, like human sized. Yeah, it'd be like basically nigh impossible to hit you with enough force, so it would hurt. But here's the thing: if you got twenty pounds of pillows and compressed it enough to fit in that same 
giant sack that Jericho had, mm-hmm. it would hurt because mm-hmm. they'd be so dense. Yeah. Oranges are, are pretty dense fruit. Yeah, not that dense. They actually really are. Anyways. Anyways, uh, so yeah, Jericho gets, or sorry, Cassidy gets busted open. Uh, they beat him with some uh, with a, a, a sack of oranges. And then uh, Jericho grabs him like and says, Orange Cassidy has just been juiced. I think it would hurt more. A 20-pound sack of potatoes or a 20-pound sack of oranges? Well, potatoes, because they're, they're harder and they're Those they're things are dense. That's dense. Yeah. That's dense. That's like moon rock. Super dense. Well, that's not quite that dense. <laughs> After that, we had an MJF interview, and he's whining because he's ranked. he's been ranked number one for three whole weeks, and uh, Jungle Boy got a title shot before him. Joke's on him. It's for that uh, uh, little gimmick TNT title, so it's really not that big of a deal. He says there's favoritism in AEW. Calls himself that ceiling everyone. Wait, what's this? He had a, a long thing about how uh, you know you cl- you get to AEW, you climb up the ladder, and then you hit that ceiling. Well, mm-hmm. I'm that ceiling. He's saying he's the he's essentially the Hogan, if oh, you will, he's of the AEW. The, okay, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. He's the person that nobody can get past, essentially. Well, that's Cody. That's come on, everybody knows. I know, Cody's really, that's Cody. Cody's but, you know, the Hogan MJF, of AEW. MJF and Cody have had a, a rivalry going on. He's for a got while. this title so he can bury young title talent. I know. So he's, he calls himself a shark amongst minnows. Uh, uh, badass Billy Gunn uh, sitting next to him. And he goes, well, actually, I'm the shark, and you're a minnow. And MJF asks him, hey, you going to get another one of your scumbag sons a job here? That was funny. That was funny. And then Billy grabs MJF's arm, and MJF calls over Wardlow. Wardlow steps up. Billy releases MJF's arm. And then uh, tensions calm for a bit, although later on it was announced, I believe, that MJF uh, MJF was taking on Billy Gunn. I didn't write down here, but I believe that's the case. Next week. Oh, that's cool. That you know, in reality, that should be a Billy Gunn squash match. Like he would just murder MJF, but they're gonna have Wardlow interfere or something because Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn is huge, massive. <laughs> he is. When huge. I walked by him, when he was sitting in front of that payphone. Oh, dude. He was huge. Yeah. Huge. He is a huge, huge man. He's like a trick of the eye, man. You see him, and you're like. Because he moves correct? so well for a dude that size, you think he's got to be smaller. Well, he you is know, massive. Well, that's the thing is, like in in WWF in 1998, he was average size. You know, I mean, they just they were just bigger back then. People mm-hmm. in general, in 20 years ago, were just naturally at least six inch large, six inches tall. That's not the case. I think actually, if you look at the if you look at it as time goes by, I think people get taller. Do people do actually get taller. I don't think I don't think 20 years makes a big difference though. Um, after that, we had Sammy Guevara versus Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana's got himself in a bit of a... You know what? This was rude. Uh, I like Guevara. they use the term crisis of confidence in the show. Oh, they actually use that term? Yeah, oh, good job. said crisis of confidence. They're watching the show. Um, so Sammy Guevara comes rolling out on his hit-me-up mobile, and then uh, he gets in the ring. He's fine. Colt Cabana comes out, and then he like pushes it down the stairs or down rude. the little th- stage thing. Rude. So he lost. Ha ha, joke's on him. Well, he lost because he slipped, which he said he, he did last week against Jericho. He's going up for Chicago Skyline at the end, slips. Sammy hits his finish, which I guess is called GTH, uh, to get the win uh, after the match. Uh, Dark Order comes down the ring. They're at full strength. They got Evil Uno. They got Stu Grayson. Uh, now that they're at full strength, it looks like a reasonably formidable uh, faction up there. Yeah, okay. I mean, it looks better than it did before, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bertie Lee comes out last. He walks up to Colt Cabana, grabs him by the hand, helps him up, and uh, he and the rest of Dark Order take their leave through the tunnel. Uh, Colt follows. Mm. We'll see more on that later. Mm-hmm. Sammy grabs a mic, calls himself the best wrestler in AEW. <laughs> Matt Hardy comes out, and he goes, Sammy, I have no issues with you. I'm here to tell you I respect you. I see a young Matt Hardy when I look at you, someone who uh, gets you know beat down gets beat up, keeps coming back. And he calls him the future of the company, says, but to, to maximize your potential, you got to get away from Chris Jericho. And Sammy's like, nah, why would I listen to you? You try to kill me several times, and that's a fact. And then he turns into uh, Matt Fax, Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Screen pops up. He gives him Matt Fax. Uh, and then uh, Sammy's like, what is wrong with you? Something's wrong with you. You're something. You're broken. That brings forth broken Matt Hardy. Uh, he goes on a bit where he essentially threatens to eat Sammy Guevara. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was good stuff. That's cool. That's neat. We're going to get Sammy Guevara versus uh, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, yeah. That's That'll cool. play up at a fighter fest, yeah. I really like this next thing, man. I thought this was cool. So apparently Joey Janela yeah. and Sonny Kiss have been doing pretty good work on Dark as a tag team, and they have mm-hmm. like some really good chemistry. So uh, they did this really good video package where uh, he, uh, Joey Janela is at a bar drinking, uh, and I'm thinking to myself immediately, man, I wish I lived in Florida so I can go drink at a bar again. Uh, and he talks about, man, I'm here in AEW, but I kind of suck. Like I'm not on TV at all, and and I just I'm not, you know, he's not he's not where he should be, man. I'm wearing yeah, shirts yeah. now. Well, yeah, he said, you know, like at last year's Fighter Fest, I was made eventing against Mox. Yes, that's now I'm saying. not even on the show. Yeah, and there's that 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 cool shot where he's saying this, and over the shoulder they show that clip of him in that Zandig match where they yeah. fall off the top of the building. Oh yeah, that was rad. That was I, cool. You know, my only thing about that. It was kind of cheesy how they did like the uh, the, the it was billboard. on a billboard and stuff. I know it's cheesy. You know what always looks cool though is when they do like the projection thing on like a guy. I thought you were gonna say a thought bubble. <laughs> yes, that's even better. He sits there and he does. <laughs> thought bubble pops up. <laughs> thought you were gonna say thought bubble, but projections are cool too. Um, uh, he feels like his best moments of wrestling are behind him. That's when they showed the fall, uh, and he says he's lost his direction in the last six months. He leaves bar. And that's when Sonny Kiss pulls up in a, a pretty cool-looking car. Mm-hmm. Joey gets in. They drive off to be continued. Man, I kind of just want this as like a drive-esque series of vignettes, you know? That'd be awesome. You got that right, man. That's I don't really cool. care about them wrestling. I just want to see them like as a cool, you know, uh, uh, odd couple type, you know, investigative unit. <laughs> doing stuff. So there you go. There you go. Or something. There you go. After that, we have Cole Cabana backstage. He's old, sweating, just bad in a bad way. Crisis and of confidence, then, uh, man. Dasha comes up to him. She's like hounding him like, Cole Cabana, what's your problem? And he's like, I'm going to go into this room that says it's labeled Dark Order, and they're going to fix me. Actually, it's labeled Brody Lee. It's Brody Lee's locker room. Oh, it had did. Oh, okay. Whatever. It's a Mr. Brody Lee, but it's a order. small it's a small thing. Small I know. Thing. Why would you correct me on that one, man? You make me look like an mm-hmm. asshole. Sorry, I'm you know I'm Every a stickler for details. You get. No, I'm a stickler for details. People people don't watch the show. If they want a little, little minutiae, a little detail of what happened at AEW. They're then, not they're not coming here. I hate to break it to you, pal. They're not coming here for that. Well, I mean if they want the little pointless details, that's what I provide. <laughs> okay. Oh man. I like the pointless details like Arn holds himself like he's got heartburn. <laughs> See, I didn't notice that. That's good. <laughs> that's why we compliment each other. I guess so. That's why we've got this the chemistry. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's what it is. Uh next week they announced, I believe, as MJF versus uh badass Billy Gunn. We get uh Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Play sex gods taking on best friends. Apparently, best friends got suckered to putting their title shot on the line. Oh, come on, man! Yeah, which they're not Mr. getting Kennedy. anytime soon, anyways. There's like three <laughs> title matches <laughs> before they get their shot. That's weird. It is weird. And then uh, Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian taking on the Young Bucks. That'll be a good match. Yeah, that'll be a solid one. After that, we had a John Moxley interview. He comes walking up to the arena, all hunched over and weird. <laughs> He's kind of like doing a Mr. McMahon walk. Yeah, he is kind of. I noticed. Yeah, he's kind of doing a Mr. McMahon. I'm in a bad mood, but it's not because I hurt. It's because I got no patience for people who run their mouths and they have no idea what they're talking about. That's is that how you, how you feel about me? <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he talks about Taz running his mouth about Brian Cage. I wonder if he's hunched over because he knows he's got to like be face to face with Taz, and Taz has to get on his tippy toes to reach. No, him. That, no, that's what Mox does. He did that to me when he's trying to be intense. He walks like this. Yeah, yeah, he I know, that. I know. I just thought it was funny. He's gonna have neck problems if he doesn't already walk around like this. I like making short jokes, man. Oh, okay. All right, fine. Anyways, uh, yeah. Sorry, I was Taz. trying to think. I was trying to think of a villain in a movie that would do that. What that make short make jokes? short jokes? Yeah. On tip of my tongue. Maybe I'm just thinking of Shorty G. Yeah, I think you are. Yeah. Every heel in the WWE roster. Oh no, you know what I'm thinking of? God, you gotta you gotta watch Semi Pro. Uh, you know that song? Uh, I, it's like I hate short people or something from like the 70s. Not familiar with it. No. <laughs> Anyways, it was a sh- it was a <laughs> it was a song in the 70s, and like uh, Jackie Moon, Will Ferrell's character, singing yes, it, yes. and he's singing along with it on the team bus. And then, like, at the end, the song stops, and he just looks back and says, I hate short people. 
Randy Newman, thank you. It was a Randy Newman song. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, now you know it. <laughs> no, I, 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 you said Randy Newman, it rang a bell. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Short People. It's not like a hateful song. I mean, the lyrics are, but when Randy Newman, Randy Newman can sing anything and it doesn't come off as hateful. Yeah, Short People Got No Reason to Live. That's a horrible title for a song. Yeah, that's right. But it's Randy Newman, so it sounds like it's something out of Toy Story. Well, I'm guessing that wasn't the case when it was originally released because Toy Story didn't exist yet. You're probably right. It was the opposite. That came first, and then Toy Story came. They were like, "Hey, we're doing this show, this movie called the show called Toy Story. We need some. Well, how about the guy who wrote that song that was inflammatory told short people? Get him to do it. Honestly, that's the only stuff about Toy Story I don't like is the Randy Newman songs. I can't stand. Yeah, I've them. never, I've never been a huge I Randy can't Newman fan. Stand them. I think he's terrible. Anyways, uh, John Moxley, he's not terrible. He says Taz is terrible. He says Taz has been running his mouth about Brian Cage. Uh, he can't wait for Fighter Fest so he can pop Cage's head like a pimple, which is a really gross analogy. Yeah, it's nasty. Uh, he's mad that Cage and Taz think they can beat him. Taz steps up to Mox, gets on his tippy toes. Here's Mox chirping. He needs to get his head right because he's getting beat at Fighter Fest. And then you see giant Brian Cage running with like skinny jeans and red boots but no shirt. <laughs> Clobbers Mox. Destroys Clobbers. Uh, Mox eventually fights back a bit. Uh, swings at Cage with the pipe he found on the ground. Busts the car window because Cage dodges. And then uh, Cage drops him with the spine buster on the car hood. Um, and then uh, he sets up for a power bomb on the concrete. Taz like, stop. We sent our message. And, she, and Cage is like, all right, whatever. And he picks up Mox and the body slams on the, the, the back windshield of the car. Yeah. Yeah, they really messed up all the, the glass in that car. That one car got jacked, man. But that car also had AEW written on its license plate. That was weird. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't notice that. They See? had a custom AEW light. Maybe it's just because I don't know why they would do that. That was weird. We'll I noticed that, that same, too. Again, it was we'll a weird see, detail I noticed. I uh, wonder if that same red car will show up uh, uh, further on down the road to get destroyed again. Yeah, that could be. What if they just, like, the next time they do a car spot, it's that same car, but they didn't fix the windows? be good. After that, we had a video package of Cody and Mark Quinn, and then we had the actual match of Cody versus Mark Quinn. Uh, commentary, of course, is selling Quinn's ankle injury from uh, the week before. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're off to the races, man. That was the story of this match, though. Cody was yeah. targeting it, and oh. Mark, Mark Quinn's uh, uh, moveset heavily features him using his ankle. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, he has to needs. jump on it and land on it. Yeah. So and Mark Quinn's a hell of a seller, man. I mean, last week when he, when he, when he, or two weeks ago when he had that injury, at the time, we were like, man, I hope he's not really hurt. And also, like, when he took that tumble off the top rope early on, when he was doing the springboard move and fell off, yeah. man, he made me believe that his leg was really, was really hurt. Local Doug here in chat brings up, I know it's probably in your notes somewhere, but the corkscrew hmm. DDT thing. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is that? That was because at first I was like, do they just do that? It was like, uh, I was going to make another semi pro reference when they invent the alley oop, but God, you haven't seen it. So it's deaf ears. Okay, next time you lose predictions, can you watch semi pro? If that's what you want. Uh, I mean, we got predictions this weekend for uh, Backlash. Fine. So I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll, I'll take, if I lose, oranges, I have to watch semi pro. Deal. All right. Okay. Fair that enough. seems fair. That seems awfully sure, fair. Totally, totally. <laughs> totally. I mean, you agree the term, so I'll say fair, yeah. Here you go. Here you go. All right. And it was so, a fun match. Uh, so yeah. uh, Cody's working over Mark Quinn's leg left and right. Uh, eventually, though, Quinn puts some offense together, uh, hits a dive over the top rope on Cody, lands on his feet, which you know is going to put pressure on that ankle, gets back in the ring, falls a tope, uh, gets back in the ring again, trying for the third it's a, it's a three-move combo. He can't get the third spot off. He can't get to his feet. Cody's in the ring. He tries to take advantage. Quinn tosses him aside. Cody rolls out of the ring, and then Quinn uh, hits the the, the Fosbury, Fosbury flop Sorry, uh, on the outside, puts Cody back in the ring, gets a two. Um, and then uh, Quinn goes up top. Cody rolls out of the ring onto the ramp, and then Quinn hits the 450 on Cody on the ramp. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was rad. Um, so then uh, he puts Cody back in the ring. Uh, Quinn goes up top, goes for a shooting star press. Cody evades, and as Quinn is going down, kind of catches him, puts him in an ankle lock. 
and then transitions from like you know, like your Kurt Angle style ankle lock to doing it all with his feet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Quinn has to tap. That's you know what, man. You really have to. I know that it was weird. Some of the things were weird that Cody did. But like, and I know like last week he won with the uh, the crossroads, but uh, I dig I, I like that he, he mixes it up, you know. Totally, yeah, it's, totally. It's, the only thing I thought was weird was, was when Sean Spears got pinned with a figure four. That's the yeah. one that was kind of weird. It was weird, but I liked it, man. I like weird stuff like that. Let's answer some questions. What do you say? Oh no, we did. We got to go to this uh, angle to end the show real quick. So. Oh, that's right. Uh, so Swagger after gets the match, lost and comes out. Yeah, pretty much. They, you know, the sportsmanship, hug, shake hands. Quinn leaves the ring, and as he's going through the tunnel, uh, Hager walks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of goes after Arn. Um, and yeah, then, Lacey didn't like that part. She said, "Why is why is he going after that old dad guy or that old grandpa guy?" He just wanted to see his uh, Waffle House menu. <laughs> hey, old man! You, hey, you, you, you walk menu. up to him and says, "Hey, you got some heartburn? Here, let me give you some tums." <laughs> Here you go. Um, so then he beals Cody across the ring, hits Cody with a spine buster. Uh, Hardy party, so that's Matt Hardy and Private Party hit the ring with chairs. Uh, they beat up Hager some, some out of the ring. He goes up to the ramp, walks back out with XLAX and Sammy. Massive brawl breaks out. Uh, faces end up sending inner circle from the ring. Cody grabs the mic, asks Hager if you want a TNT towel shot at Fighter Fest. He says, you got it. You got it. So match is on. You got it. Now we can do questions. All right. Let's see here. I was going to check something real quick. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, O-Dog, I'll just start here. Why do the best friends win a number one contender match and get the title shot after everyone else? Don't know. Why does what now? Best friends win a number one contender match and they get their title shot after everyone else. Maybe they're, they're doing that because uh, they might actually win those titles. Man, you know what's weird? This is not actually weird because it's just math. But Matt Hardy... Managing Hardy Party is five years older than Michael P.S. Hayes was when he was managing the Hardys. Interesting. Matt Hardy's 45. Michael Hayes was only 40 at that time. That's crazy. I know, right? Doot, doot, doot. Uh, He looked like he was 55. I know. But then now he looks like he's 55. I know. It's weird. I know. Uh, Dang MQ with Impact debuting Deanna Prazzo and teasing Mike Bennett, Marie Kanellis, Heath Slater ver- via a Rhino segment last night in Miro. Who does AEW sign from the recently released WWE talent? Somebody said they teased EC3. I think he did. Uh, one of his oh, Twitter did videos. he do that? Yeah. Somebody said Impact did it. I mean, they did too. Huh. Well, he was in that 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 video package of the dude with um, the. The chair with oh the oh yeah yeah the... yeah 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 I wonder if that was the only thing or if something else happened on Tuesday. Um, okay, I'm sorry. What was the question? Who does AEW sign from the recent release WWE talent? You got to put Zack Ryder high on that list because he You'd and think Cody Zach are really Ryder good friends. In there, yeah. How do you debut him? The thing is, right now, dude, AEW has a lot of people. I know they have a lot of people, and Cody and like their two biggest names, well, minus Jericho, maybe. Have the have the titles. Have they've got the singles titles? What the hell else are they gonna do? Like Cody's got to drop that to a mid level guy to like yeah. a, even like a Lance Archer type, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Gareth Nicholas asks, "Will Darby Allen be a character in the rebooted Tony Hawk Pro Skater? That'd be cool. That would be rad and not surprising at all." Uh, Thayer Thabata should AEW wait to do Young Bucks versus FTR until there's a crowd and do a slow build to this match. They, I mean, I think they're going to do it all out. Um, I mean, yeah. now that we talked about it, like, yeah, it seems like Fighter Fest they're going to do. It would not shock me if they did an eight-man. Yeah. Uh, Asian Murr in kayfabe, why is Moxley showing up to the arena at the end of the show? It's a great question. Uh, he'd, everybody has their call time, even in kayfabe. But no, I think I think the, the, the broader question, the more salient one, is why does he even show up to the show at all when he's not on the card? Like, if you don't have a match, what reason for you uh, is there for you to be there? They all have to do press stuff at every show? I don't know. That's a good question. In case they need him. In I would, case I would accept that down. answer if they were going to different cities, but they're in Jacksonville all the time. You do press when you're going oh, to the town. Oh, he can just do, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, MC Seminole Runner, what is a realistic limit to how large the Dark Order can get? 
Uh, is there a too big, or should they gradually take over half the roster? Half the roster is way too large. Uh, one third of the roster. Look, they like I just said, they have a lot of people, and nobody can get a title. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they need stuff to do. Uh, let's see here. Um, Nemo says, "What does AEW think number one contender means?" I think they think that it means you get a title shot at some point. Yeah, but then if you're ranked number one in the power rankings, my understanding was going into this with power rankings and such that if you were ranked number one, when the time came around for a title opportunity, you got that. Yeah. As we just saw at Double or Nothing, best friends had to win a match to actually become official number one contenders, even though they were already number one in the rankings. I think they think number one contender is like a money in the bank type thing. I'm number one contender. I can like get a match when I kind of want it. Maybe like you can't cash it in, but you can say, "Hey, you know, I'll just I'll wait for my time." I don't like who has the titles now. I can wait until a better matchup takes those titles from those people, and then I can go ahead and say, "Number one contender." Mm. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Oh, dog, Steve, who's going to win the Flint Mega Bowl? The Mega Bowl, fourth place. Thomas Dunnigan. Yeah, I know it was a Joey Janela segment, but is AEW finally giving Sonny something to do now? Au contraire. I think it was actually a tag team segment with Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. That's just because I hear they do that on Dark. I don't watch Dark, but that's what I hear. Uh, Hollow HMR, would you like to see Orange Cassidy win the AEW championship, even if it's for one night only? Uh, if it was done in a very clever way, sure, why not? If there's a good story. Yeah, sure. what do I care? I like that ECW had, like, ECW used to do their, I think ECW used to do their world title really well. I mean, not later on when they just had to give it to Rhino because everybody else had left. But, mm-hmm. like, Heyman was really kind of cool with how he booked the EC. Like, it was always very unpredictable who the ECW champion was going to be. Yeah, apart from cool. that time where uh, Shane Douglas had it forever. Yeah, that was, that's true. But again, it was unpredictable that Shane Douglas was going to have Dean Douglas was going to have it for like three years or something. No, no, really, because he was the dude that did throw the NWA championship in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, that got him. At the, that bought him a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of clout. That was there. a lot of equity in it with Paul Heyman there, yeah. <laughs> uh, Omega Advent asking now, since won't be around for an XT review tomorrow, how much more of a star would Keith Lee be if he pinned Roman and Seth at Survivor Series? Oh, he'd be like all the stars. Oh, like if they won a different, if he actually won that? No, they they yeah. have no. Look, I would love for him to have done that, like for him to have been a big, huge star. And it like I didn't watch NXT, but from like what I saw on Twitter, it seems like they might be starting to go back to that direction, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's that, that apparently that title scene, like just from tonight, seems really crowded. <laughs> so, yeah, it seems that way. Yeah, uh, let's see here, Adrian C. Uh, is it safe to say that AEW dropped the ball in making Riho their first ever women's champion? Seems like the women's division has taken off ever since she dropped the belt. I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree with that. I think that, I don't, but I don't. I think it's a situation where it's less to do with Riho and 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 more than them figuring out what they wanted their women's division to be. I think when Riho had the belt, no idea what they wanted, uh, who to focus on, who the centerpiece of the division was going to be. Uh, since then, they've kind of determined that and moved forward. Yeah, I kind of think it's one and the same. I think that you know they 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 pulled the plug on or they they pulled the trigger rather on somebody without knowing what they were going to do with that person. I don't think it's a it's not a knock on her. I think she's terrific. Yeah, yeah, um, it, yeah it's it's. But he says it's safe to say AEW dropped the ball. Yes, in making her champion, making her champion without a plan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dang MQ, EC3, Mike Bennett, Maria were the featured flashback segment on Impact last night from 2017. Ooh. 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 Slammiversary. They've got, can yep. you tell me what the main event for Slammiversary is, man? It's Tessa defending that title against Ace Austin, uh, Trey Miguel, uh, Eddie Edwards. Very good. Moose isn't in the match, which is which is crap because yeah, he should no. be in the match. He should be in the match. He, he is a TNA world champion. Isn't there one more? Um, I think there's two more. I think there's six people in the match. There's six people in the match? I thought so. I thought it was five. That's all I remember. That was really good. I knew Eddie Edwards and Ace Austin were in the match. Michael Elgin, that's right. Michael yes. Elgin. Elgin's in George there. George Costanza. Andrew Jocelyn, how are you going to tell which one is the bald one? 
I had a I had a thing. I had it and I lost it. Well, it's Dax. Dax is the bald one. Dax. Cash. Cash. Well, cash is money and people have hair or money. So there you go. Or cash you say, is hair. Or you get sure that hair is money, therefore cash has hair. Yeah. That's what I just said. Well, kind of a roundabout way. <laughs> uh, more pin ravioli. It seems to me like best friends will go over at Fighter Fest because they are padding... Uh, Page and Omega's defenses. Maybe we get best friends versus Santana Ortiz and all out. Um, That'd be cool some, with that. At some point, they should have get a, like a title shot. Yeah, no, it's been forever. Oh, this is good. Good question here, Sleazy Mo. Who would be the most underwhelming challenger to Cody's TNT Championship? I mean, if you're going by kayfabe in AEW, you'd be Peter Avalon. Oh, yeah. Dude doesn't want a match. It's him or... Hey, wait a second. Did they have a match, him and Cutler? Oh, maybe they did. Maybe one of them did win a match, finally. Are they building that to something? Yeah. Maybe. Why you look that up? Uh, White Brownie 92. So Cody is defending the TNT title against Hager at Fighter Fest. Does that mean the open challenge is done? No, it could be like the tag scene where... Where Hager is a, is the de facto number one contender for TNT title, but in the meantime, Cody will keep on defending it. Hey, here's the answer. White Brownie has the answer. It's Justin Law, the most. Uh, that'd be oh, the, yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so according to this, no, his career is still zero and fifteen. I, it, somebody said who, who said this? Local Doug said they've been tagging together. Oh, that's right. Peter Allen. Man, Evil Uno has a career 9-3 and three record. As a tag team guy, he's undefeated? Wow. Holy crap. His 2020 record is 5-1? and one. When the hell has he been wrestling? So that's all pre-pandemic, man. Yeah, it's all the beginning of the year. What am I looking for? Peter Avalon. Uh, Peter, there he is. Jesus Christ. 2020, 0-9, career 0-15. Ouch. What a piece of crap. Wow. What? I'm going by his record. Uh, Shaq462, who outside of AEW do you want to see challenge the TNT Championship for one night? Oh, the first person who is not going to be an employee of AEW who's going to challenge that title is going to be Zack Ryder. You better believe it. Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah. What role is he gonna? What, what they can? What can they do with Zack Ryder? They'll find something. He'll come in and be bitter at Cody, and they'll have a blood feud, and Cody will bleed in the match and win. There you go. There you go. How is the Butcher five and three in twenty twenty? That don't make a lick of sense. That dude has never <laughs> won a match. They trust all the time on Dark Man. <laughs> Blaine the Butcher. I thought they were like a. They were like the Peter Avalon of, uh, of tag of the team tag division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five and three. Anyways, any more questions? Are we done? Uh, Brian Lopez just says, I feel like uh, Hangman Page would be a star in WWE. I don't know. I don't think, I don't know if WWE could have captured the essence of who Adam Page is as well as AEW has thus far. No, no, you're absolutely right. They, they, they understand. Here's the thing once they get him to where he's going, he's going to be huge. And then he could go to WWE and he'll have that thing where he's untouchable. Or it doesn't have to go WWE at all. He can stay in AEW and be like the cornerstone of the whole promotion for years. Years. Yeah. At some point. How old is he? 25, 26? He's young, man. 27? But time when he's 34, he'll go to WWE. Nobody oh, wants man. to be Sting, man. Sting, he should have gone back and forth like everybody else. Nobody wants that career. Times are different, man. I know they're different. That's why you should go. You got a big star, you can get, the, get that big payday. Otherwise, you're going to exhaust all the matches. At some point, you're just wrestling the same people. Go to a place with three brands. <laughs> Hangman's 28 years old. 34. Perfect time for him to go to NXT. No. Oh, my NXT, God. NXT, yeah, that's the issue. <laughs> He'll go to main roster. He'll go to Raw. So what, you're, a five time, you're, a, you're a five-time AEW world champion. Yeah. All right, we're going to put you in NXT. Yeah, you're going to vie for the North Studio American gets. Championship. Uh, Kona Reeves. <laughs> 
Man, can't wait to talk about NXT tomorrow, man. Apparently, they're going to put that title on Killer Cross tomorrow. <laughs> TikTok. TikTok, yeah. Not... <laughs> yeah. All right, anyways, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Let me see if there's any if there's anybody to raid. Uh, the raids oh, yeah. have been very underwhelming lately, by the way. Uh, Tony Pizza Guy's on. He's only got 17 people. Well, hopefully Tony's a good guy. Tony's a, actually Tony's a great guy. Let me amend that. Yeah. Tony's a great guy. We Tony's should have he should have been the first raid we ever did. I love Tony. Yeah, we're Tony's gonna raid fantastic. Tony the pizza. Tony, yeah. this is Tony pizza guy, not Tony the Tony, pizza guy. Sorry, Tony pizza guy. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Appreciate it. Twitch chat, stick around for our raid of Tony pizza guy. And until uh, next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.